0: Welcome back, guys, to the Pod of Greed. That is right. Final episode of 2023. But if you watch it late, it can be the first episode of 2024.
1: Yeah, there will be a first episode of 2024, but this could also be the one that you choose to watch. So that would be okay, too.
0: It's okay to watch it as both. Just watch it twice.
1: Yeah, so a lot of uh, sort of year wrap-up stuff, I think, to talk about for I sure
0: 2023 was one
1: heck of a year yeah first year that we started doing this podcast um so obviously that's really awesome we'd like to of course thank you guys for all of your support kind reviews kind words likes subscribes comments whatever and all the pot things. questions oh, yeah, all the pot questions we're gonna do uh some extra pot questions today that's right Yeah, close the year off with a lot of extra pot we're, we're gonna make sure that this
0: thing is empty for the beginning of the new year.
1: Yeah, that's basically the, yeah. Uh, so, um, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stories. Not actually all that many, like, newsy stories that I've really seen.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, though. Um, a lot of co- companies were trying to get products out for the holidays. Not the holidays are over. I
1: mean, mm-hmm.
0: there's not much to say.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, I think just to kick it off, the big Yu-Gi-Oh story would probably be the new Master Duel ban
0: list. For you, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly, it's gotten a lot of people talking. It's been one of the... So, well, okay. Some context. We've gotten, like, ban lists in pretty much every territory now. I know the OCG's gotten one fairly recently. The TCG got a really big one that we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, this new Master Duel ban list, though, is... Uh, also going to be going into effect next year, uh, early January.
0: First ban list of the year, yeah.
1: And it's it's a big one. So uh, like a TCG, it's a big one. I'll go through the cards. Um, I'm sure you group? guys have. I have not looked at it. Yeah, you probably haven't seen this. I you know you've been traveling a bit. That's why we're late, by the way, this week. Um, we've all been kind of.
0: It's all my fault. Guys. Holiday travels.
1: Not just you. I was I was away as well. I tried to teach my family Yu Gi Oh actually while I was on Christmas break.
0: Oh yeah, how'd that go?
1: it didn't really pan out they weren't super interested but there i did get plenty of questions about like what the hell it is i do for a living and why anyone would care <laughs> so <laughs> would you ever want a real job that question came up a little bit
0: Woo! you know That's family a time
1: so um yeah but um i did try i tried i was like oh, i could use some speed dual products it didn't pan out super well no uh... although my family i mean they know a little bit about you like the cousins that are around my age and stuff but uh Maybe it wasn't
0: Getting to kind of take that leap of faith, you know.
1: It's a leap of faith, yes. Um, Okay, so they... The Master Duel ban list. They um, banned four cards. The first one is Chaos Ruler, the chaotic magical dragon. This is a card that I, I, I... I do not like this card. I don't like it in the TCG. I don't like it in Master Duel. This card shows up so much. It's in so many different pile decks. It's just, you know... It extends combos forever. It's really good in Dragon Link. It's really good in really any like pretty much any synchro thing that you face. I do not like this card. I was I've been wanting it banned for a few formats now at least. So glad to see it banned. It's definitely a hit to Dragon Link and just other synchro strats. R.I.P. They also banned White Dragon Wyver Burster, which Aww. is a bit of a surprise. I didn't think that they would go so far as to also hit that. Those, they've also hit, like, Chaos Space and Quick Launch and stuff, Those
0: old-school Chaos Dragons cannot stop finding themselves on ban lists. They just...
1: Yep, that's true. They, they're they easy, I mean, because this and Black Dragon, they're easy to summon. Yeah. And they, like, search the other one, and they don't start a chain either. And so it can just be very, um, you know, instant dragon on the field. It, it's so... These are such good, like, kind of starter slash extender sort of cards that I see why they'd have to get hit. I mean, the TCG's kind of wrestled with them a lot in the past, so...
0: It's just, it's become easier and easier to fill up cards in the graveyard where, while these cards may have been more limited when they were first introduced, which were still good then, but now, I mean, the graveyard's just another hand...
1: Yeah, and I think with um with Dragon Link and Master Duel in particular, it seems like this is... And you'll notice, I think, the trend on this list in general is they were going after things that are, like, miserable to face for the average Master Duel player. It was how I kind of saw it. So, like, Dragon Link kind of has the reputation of being the deck that takes... On average, like, the longest turn. Like, obviously, there's some exceptions. There's some weird, like, niche things. But Dragon Link turns, just, they really do go for a while. And nothing is worse than when you go second against them and you just don't, don't have a hand trap. Or you have, like, one hand trap and that's not nearly enough to stop anything. Like, you ask something, who cares? And the Dragon Link turns just take a while. And I think, like, they probably were, like, okay, this just needs to... You know, we got to curb this. It's not like Dragon Link's dead or anything. Like, can still play. But th- these are significant hits.
0: Those are big cards.
1: He also banned Card of Demise. Let's go, which is pretty interesting. I think this card was actually like at two at the beginning of Master Duel, and then it got limited at some point, I believe. But yeah, it's banned now.
0: Can you name more iconic pairing than Card and Mize, and then some annoying degenerate strategy?
1: Yeah, some like Floodgate,
0: you know, some Inspector Border, just, Fossil uh,
1: Dyna, set up a bunch of cards that actually that that comes up a little bit more later. But yeah, Card and Mize is banned. Um, I think this is a fair one because like facing those stun decks is just. Pain. It can be a lot of pain in ranked and like they go first, mm. they card demise, they, you know, set everything. So um, at least in this way, no one can claim it's like unfair, right? Like they hit the big combo deck, but they also hit the big stun deck. And then they hit um, Super Heavy Samurai uh, Soulbreaker armor, which to my understanding means that they're going to be releasing the new Super Heavy Samurai support in Master Duel very soon. Wait, this is one of the old ones.
0: Which one is Soulbreaker armor? Is that the. It's like green a green one?
1: It's the purple one. It's like purple. a level one machine um, with, like, zero attack, 500 defense. I know you actually like, played... I played
0: quite a bit of Super Heavy in my life. I, didn't, I never played the latest iteration because, um, well, they hit the link monster, and then everyone was like, yeah, the deck's useless now, so I never it. got into it.
1: Yeah, well, apparently this one's involved in an FTK. I'm not super familiar with the specific FTK, but they banned it, so that's probably just so that they can release the proper support mm. and it won't be, like nutty. That'll be interesting, though, because when they release the support, the Link Monster will not be banned in Master Duel, at least based on this list, not immediately. So, maybe Super Heavy Samurai in Master Duel will actually get to do more, or at least for longer, than they were able to in the TCG.
0: It makes sense, and it's kind of a side, but I won't keep taking time there, but um, I think Master Duel is more willing to just kind of let decks be decks, because they have more often balance checks than you have with most card games you think so they have a a much more they have this analytical and statistical approach where they get to analyze card data and look for exactly the cards that show up in winning games more often than others so Mm -hmm. you know they don't I feel like they don't have to necessarily emergency ban things as much
1: yeah I mean I remember mentioning last time that I think that Matt Stuhl seems less willing to ban things unless they're involved in like FTKs or something they certainly don't mind going after a lot of generic cards, but they seem like they're pretty big on, like, they want the archetypes to be at least playable. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're, they won't ban archetype cards until they absolutely have to, whereas right. the TCGs tend to be a little bit more willing to do that. But it's hard to say. Either way, those are the four banned cards. So, next we've got some limited cards. They finally limited Kestera Fenrir.
0: I was, I was like, okay, where's the Kestera card?
1: Yeah, this is yeah, Kestera Fenrir definitely needed, I think, to get limited.
0: I like it at one, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think that. I mean, if you're a Kestera player, obviously this really does bite for consistency because they only gave Kestera one copy of that field spell, and like now to only have like one Fenrir is hands are really going to break pretty hard. But I still think this was for the greater good because Kestera Fenrir is used pretty universally in Master it's Duel. It's It's great going first. It's great going second. It's pretty difficult for a lot of decks to really, like, safely interact with, um, particularly if you're playing a lower tier deck. I think that they probably saw the play rates on this card and just how difficult it can kind of be to deal with, and they were like, yep. Uh,
0: hey, but at least Cashtera keeps a Rise Heart.
1: That's true. It's like an interesting take on it. Like, the TCG um, was like, yeah, we're going to just ban a Rise Heart, but everything else is, like, more or less fine. Um, But here, they're like, we're going to keep a Rise Heart, but you guys just get a bricky deck in return. A bricky main deck of, like, one Fenrir, one Raid Soth. And as you'll see in a second, also, I'll just skip to it, uh, one Castra Birth as well.
0: Oh, no birth control.
1: Yeah, no birth control. Konami is not a fan of such things. Um,
0: (laughs) Woo!
1: uh, Castra Birth Control, they're not a fan (laughs) of that. Um, Other things who knows but um yeah so Castera birth also went to one this was a bit of a surprise I me mean, i know people do not like this card either it's a continuous spell that's like a once per turn monster reborn so that's like very excessive over time mm-hmm. given how like I, you know it's interesting so a card like will of the salamangrae which is like a similar thing where like you know once per turn you to summon one <laughs> from your grave i think it's so much more balanced than castra birth because outside of birth having like three effects jammed into it the value of a single Castera monster on the field is so high. Yeah. Like, one Finware showing back up, or whatever, or one anything, really, unicorn, whatever, Those is... Those
0: little Salman are just ladder pieces.
1: Yeah, whereas, like, the Casteras are scaring their own. And, like, banishes stuff from Grave, and it lets them, like, you get the free normal summon. So, yeah, I would say that Castera birth, um, going to one, it feels a little excessive. I would have been okay with just Finwir to one, but it sounds like Konami is like, yeah, we just, no, no more Castera. Right, we sold it. The packs are not in the shop anymore. A little special pack or whatever, or it's almost out or something. And so
0: anyone who crafts it now, that's on y'all.
1: Yeah, so uh, no, no, like one birth. I think it's just very unreliable. Now that said, I mean, if you hate playing against Cashier, this is great news. So next is Inspector Border, which went to one. Did not expect to see this one. I mean, I feel like Inspector Border is like that a card that's super annoying but always like gets to duck lists and stuff. It,
0: it will never. Like win a lot. Yeah, know? it doesn't
1: ever run the format. It's just annoying. Just a
0: pain when you run into it. So between like
1: demise getting banned and this going to one plus a couple other hits that uh, I'll get to, this is definitely like an attack on stun decks too. Like they don't want you just you're playing, not hiding behind you
0: know? floodgates and stuff. You're not doing that anymore.
1: Yeah. Speaking of floodgates, there can be only one. Also went to one. Joining its floodgate there brethren. Can only be one. Yeah, there can only be one. There can only be one yep sorry one. there can be only one there can be only one that's right so it joins the other floodgates rivalry goes in skill drain and i uh feel like there's like one other or whatever they've been putting pretty much all of them to one now so yeah let's
0: put vanities to one let's not let's keep
1: that banned. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so this is also at one um cool i i you know i'm not a big fan of like a lot of these floodgates too much myself mm-hmm. so i think putting them at one makes them unreliable enough that a person can run them and they'll like show up a little in like master duel or whatever but but
0: when you out them they won't just be back
1: yeah they won't flip another <laughs> so it's kind of funny now that um master has been doing this the tcg seems to also be doing this and so it might just be like a, an overall trend that we're gonna finally crack down on the floodgates people really don't like so much
0: I mean, there is a benefit to Masuda's analytical approach to ban list making. While the TCG can't just do that themselves because that type of data they don't have access to, they can kind of look at what kind of hits work at Masuda and incorporate those into the TCG. But under saying, the formats are very different. Just some things. It's still Yu-Gi-Oh, all right. I
1: mean, yeah. I think like Master Duel gets to be a little more liberal with it. Like, mm-hmm. the, if they want to take a risk, they can because it's easy to change it back, and it's like easy to get data on how well it worked or did not. Next is Runic Destruction. Um, e. This also went to one. Wait, which one's Runic Destruction? This is the one that um, destroys a spell or trap, and e. then okay. vanishes um, on okay. like the top four cards. I think of your opponent's deck. So it's just another runic spell. They've been really going pretty hard on these runic spells in Master Duel, though. They 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 hit runic fountain to one, which is dangerously few amounts now that like there's no terraforming and like. So but you'll
0: still run into the la- the latter player who's just like, "I'm running anyway." Yeah,
1: someone's gonna try to run it. I mean, like I think that runic is another one of the decks that has a reputation for being just miserable to face.
0: I mean, it, look at the game plan, right? Yeah, stall it's you, stall mill mill you, you know.
1: <laughs> It's, um, in addition to not just... It doesn't even have to just stall either. Like, it can be an engine for other decks and, you know, that sort of thing. It can really work well with Floodgates. So now the Floodgates are getting hit and, like, you know, the Runics themselves. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they maybe have, like, a bit of a hate boner for this deck. I know you haven't played a lot of Master Duel, but it's, like, falling into that territory of it pretty much gets hit every list now. So, like, I, I... don't get me wrong, I do not like facing Runic. I really don't. But I sometimes feel bad for people when it's just like you like a deck and then every list, like they just lose another card. Even if it's like a slight one. It's it is it is a, a real rude. type
0: of pain, but I mean, if it's not fun to play against.
1: Yeah, it's just that's the nature of it. Okay, so next is Pot of Desires goes to one. Uh. Master Duel does not like pot cards. They don't. Soon they're going like to ban it. this podcast.
0: The, the pod <laughs> of greed goes to one.
1: Yeah, there just won't be allowed to be one. Yeah, so they, they limited this as well. It joins extravagance and prosperity in being a single copy thing. They just don't want you to use pot very much. Like, you get a little bit of consistency from it, but like, these pot cards just are not reliable deck building pieces anymore. Some people, uh, don't like these hits because I will go ahead and add in Pot of Duality, which also got limited to one. Mm. Which that was like weird. Duality, it's, pretty it's, it's old. very
0: and it's very niche at this point. A very mm-hmm. specific decks use it, and they're not very good.
1: Now, granted, some of the specific decks that use it are those Inspector Border Fossil Dinosaurs decks. So maybe so, that's maybe what they it's were not after. A hit. Or some people feel like this is another one of those like hits to Fluanderies. you know. That, but yeah, so now like every major pot's at one. Like every major proactive pot card, so okay, like, not I was about like to start throwing in
0: some like garbage pot man pot of benevolence, pot of generosity. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know eh,
1: they don't like pot cards in Duel. They just it's don't. Time
0: to bring back pot of riches.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm so surprised that that never caught on. Even if it's briefly in the TCG, the, when it no came
0: pendulum out. deck. When it came out, there was no pendulum deck that could really make use of it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we had pendulum decks that could make use of it, they were better. They could. They just, were far they better, were better than, without it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another floodgate for you.
1: Kaiser Coliseum, also at one.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I thought this already
1: was at one or or something. I it's, never saw people Kaiser use Coliseum this. Caesar
0: Colosseum has been on ban list before. I remember it, like in the past. The TCG's had it's, it
1: just banned forever, right? Yeah, like, I think it's still banned in TCG. Yeah,
0: I, I haven't seen it, so I'm assuming it's still yeah. banned. Like,
1: I didn't know that it wasn't at one. At, like, I, I guess this is like a two or something in Master Duel. I don't feel like people play this it, much.
0: I think a lot of people forgot about it, mm-hmm. but,
1: but like it really is an annoying card. Yeah, it's its, it's, <laughs> its own brand of annoying shit. Like I mean,
0: like, I normally summon my monster. It cannot be destroyed by battle. It can't be affected by card effects, Kaiser Colosseum.
1: Yeah, it'll always be something like that. Uh, so, that's also gone. So, just more attack on the annoying stuff. Pearly, delicious memory went to one, and I'll go ahead and jump forward a bit. Pearly, pretty memory went to two. So, just more consistency mm-hmm. hits on Pearly. Yeah. Um, I don't hate this. I don't like that deck. but So, <laughs> I'm not gonna... I mean, whatever. They also uh, limited Synchro Zone. Which is this what continuous is synchro, is that? trap that like says only synchro monsters can like attack and stuff. It's 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 really, really yeah, yeah, random. Look at this one give me a, yeah, is... look that yeah, look it up so you can like have a, a full look at it. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this. I've card. never seen anybody play this, and so my assumption is that like there's a deck that I'm not aware of. Somebody can notify me, uh that that like I guess um searches this perhaps, like in a combo, and so maybe they're able to to like you know, to, to, to just like flip it and it can be a little annoying, I guess. I don't know. Just,
0: wow.
1: What? I'm, just, I'm looking at it. Just looking at it, it feels it, like
0: yeah. it's the first time I've ever seen this.
1: Yeah. I don't There must be something I, that we're not aware of. Just some little quirky way to... But then it's like, if, if it's searchable or something, then it being at one probably wouldn't change much. So I'm just like, very there curious. There are why,
0: cards that can search it.
1: Yeah, there's ways to search it, but I don't understand what putting it to one would do. Because, like, with traps like yeah, this, you you'd still, only you ever need the run one, copy. one. Yeah, you'd only ever run one. You're not going to run, like, three of it. Right? I mean, I assume. I mean,
0: I, I mean I'd assume, but he, here we are, like, rid, yeah. limiting it for some reason.
1: As the old folks say, assuming makes an ass out of you and me.
0: It's just interesting. Yeah,
1: just, I'm, I'm curious what somebody was yo exploiting. Yo, guys, hop
0: on Master Duel and uh, try and exploit this card. Let us know what yeah, you come please, up with. If
1: someone can tell me what that's about, I would love to like,
0: know. Yeah, and give us the goo, you might say. All right, so a few more cards got unlimited. Oh, yeah? What came All three?
1: three Dragon Rulers outside of, I guess, Blaster, which might have already been at three. But Oh, snap. Redox, Tidal, and Tempest all just straight to three.
0: We are going into a Dragon Ruler format. Yeah, that's what everybody would have you believe, mm-hmm. huh? They hit Dragon Link so that we can incorporate that into Yeah, yep. that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Our time has come.
1: I love this, actually. I think it's going to be great. To, uh as i mentioned this maybe once before a good way to prove that dragon rulers probably aren't gonna hang too much today they're gonna run the format mm-hmm. i haven't you know i have not seen a single dragon ruler play since the last ban list where they like brought them back
0: but the people don't know how to use rank sevens anymore but we're mm-hmm. gonna show them
1: people don't know how to use rank sevens in the format filled with out. people don't know. <laughs> that's right <laughs> castira made it easy yeah uh we'll see Okay, so Speedroid Terratop went to three. That's pretty exciting actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that one's funny because it was the question was posited to me before. Uh do I remember uh Terratop at three? And I realized it's so long it had been at least in the T C G Terratop been hit for so long. It was about like six eat, years or something. I don't remember playing three of it. I just don't remember doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean you had a Speedroid deck, so maybe I've had could,
0: I've had a couple iterations of it.
1: You should build it in Master Duel now that there are three Teratops, it'll be really easy to play, or at least better.
0: But dice roll effects.
1: Hey, man, you gotta start somewhere. For
0: context, guys, speed roll, speed have a lot of chance-based effects that depend, that, that decide what kind of monsters you can summon, mm-hmm. and so mapping out combo routes with that deck was a literal nightmare.
1: Yeah, um... Predator oh, Scorpio went to three. This was feels like kind of one of those long Wait, overdue things. which one's that again? It's the one where, like, you that the pitch one you a card and you of? summon a monster. Okay, that's Yeah, okay. and so you usually summon the Darling Cobra, yeah. and it would search like, a fusion spell. And Sword Soul, long one, which is just one of their extenders. It was at two for whatever reason. It's at three now. Some people only ever ran two. They just wanted them, like, emptying out the bandwets.
0: They, 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 kinda... They're just for sure saying, yo, Sword Soul was not a problem.
1: Yeah, Sword Soul, most people agree, is strong, but, like, in a very fast fair way. Like, it's As not, we
0: saw at Worlds. It's, you know... It's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, strong, it's a solid it just... deck, but it's
1: not, you know... By no means the best or scariest thing to face. And that's the Master Duel ban list. So, uh... Nah, that was actually a lot. Yeah, a lot of changes. I... Like I said, I think it is a net positive ban list and it seems like there's been pretty good reception to it so far. A few people wanted maybe more hits for, like, the Cybers kind of math mech thing. Some people wanted more hits for Labyrinth, though I think Labyrinth's alright at this point and hasn't been... Too rough. Um, and some people wanted Max Z band, of course. But that's not... I don't think that's really... Come on, guys.
0: That's not happening.
1: Yeah, I think you got get to a point with Master Door where you just acknowledge, yeah, Max Z is... Uh,
0: it's a it's it's the format stay. staple. It's the one card that can't move.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, Konami is... Hell bent on keeping it around, so that's what like, we're think playing.
0: Got to think about mass do like this, guys. Mass do is that format where you always have Maxi, and you will never, ever, ever see a iota of Dragoon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very bizarre. It's it's this, it's such a separate Yu Gi Oh kind of world in that way.
0: Give me Dragoon.
1: I am surprised I haven't just like thrown that in. Like, I mean, I know it would be annoying. They throw like, it in banned. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even think like it exists in game right now. So maybe Can't they can release it. it and then ban it, and then like there we then go. Okay, I you guys don't have a reason to complain now. I
0: can play it in like no banless casual matches. I guess yeah, your
1: duel rooms. Yeah, so that's your list. Um, pretty cool. And as for any other master duel news, I mean, the Duelist Cup, we know that ended. I'm assuming that probably informed yeah, a some fair of bit decisions. of this banless stuff. And it seems like I guess yeah, Cashier's time is. Probably officially done. Ding and dong,
0: uh, is dead. Yeah.
1: Okay, so there's a little more Yu-Gi-Oh news. So people wanted us to talk about this new OCG manga. Now, you might be able to tell me a little bit more about this because I did not really even know that much about the last one, the Sky Striker one, but they have announced a new one.
0: Yes. Okay. We didn't talk about this last week? We didn't. Oh, okay. So... The new OCG lore manga, which is following the Sky Strikers one, which told a much larger story than I was expecting, mm-hmm. uh, is now magistus themed, and you know the Majestus are related to many different spellcaster. We'll you know the Majestus are related to many different spellcaster archetypes in Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. and. Um, that has a lot of potential for storytelling in much a way sky striker kind of wasn't yeah i so i um
1: i only got like the cliff notes of the sky striker story so i really didn't i wasn't mm-hmm. like kind of reading the, the manga chapters or anything as they released <clears throat> i don't care that much for sky striker not to say i hate it i just it wasn't my favorite archetype when it came out and i wasn't super into like ray or her whatever was going on with well, you her you couldn't
0: be you didn't read the manga well, the thing is, like,
1: there are people who liked it even before the manga. Like, mm-hmm. they just liked the concept. But I'm not as the concept
0: is hilarious because there's barely a concept there. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, it's just Skystriker it's just, just showed a girl tr- that transformed the f- times, and she got into that's like the it, it. suits knew. or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, so uh, I don't know. I can't like speak to whether or not the Skystriker one was good or not. I have not heard like explicitly bad things about it. No, so. it
0: was it was, a good, it was a good story. It was surprising because. I mean, we had we really had we didn't know what a Sky Striker lower story could be. I mean, because at the time, I think all we had was Ray, her other forms, and then the uh, first main deck Sky Striker monster that what that wasn't part of Ray. Yeah, it was um, I remember. A, there's like a little small level Azelia. Azalea one thing. Or? Oh, was a link. Than the non rose rose rose. Rose. Yeah, that, rose at the time that was the most lore we had out of sky strikers. Was it there were two girls and but they really filled out the sky strikers world. They told a fairly interesting story. Introduced a lot of characters, which all got made into cards retroactively.
1: Now, Magician is a story I do want to know a lot more about. I, I mean, played a lot more of those. That spellcaster like story spans. Several archetypes now. Uh, at
0: this point there's like a there's a there's a good couple of decades of Yu-Gi-Oh just kinda in wrapped there, in there somewhere.
1: Spellbooks, magisters, of course, um Endymion, Witchcrafters, um I think Alistair the Invoker kind of is, yeah. is involved in that.
0: He's like a central character.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there might be like one more I'm forgetting, but um just all of those kind of spellcasters, they all mm-hmm. seem like they're, they're connected, and we always knew that they were loosely connected. But, yeah, like,
0: a good way to look at it is a lot of the archetypes you know are these established, kind of separate stories. Um, Invoked is different from spell books, which is different from Endymion. But, Majestice is from this golden age of sorcery when the when the, when the most important sorcerers from each of those archetypes were still young and developing their magic systems.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of the roots of each of their stories lie in Magistice. That's oh, a good one to pick, yeah. I tried to build a Majestis deck actually on Master Duel, being the uh, 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 It's not the best deck for like kind of
0: competing with. Not got but you guys, know. Uh, Paul has play, played Witchcrafters for a long time, so he's used oh, to playing God. bad decks.
1: Yeah, Witchcrafters suck. <laughs> I love Witchcrafters to death. I truly do that deck's rough. You you are really asking for for pain <laughs> to just, play that deck in like master The door. deck
0: it, it, it's like it, the best way I can put it is it reminds me a lot of eldritch except it gets far, its far advantage worse. back so Slowly, much slower.
1: Yeah, it's it's rough. But anyway, yeah, I mean I will actually I'm going to try to follow this OCG manga for mm-hmm. a change. Um and that's new for me cuz I have never actively followed a manga in my life. Never, how often ever? did this, never, I mean, I've read, like, chapter summaries sometimes and stuff like that, but I've never, like, had a subscription to anything or, like, you know, each week. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, like, done that. Mm-hmm. So, was the Striker manga... How often did that
0: update? Woo! Like, once a month? Once I, a week? It was basically monthly, is my understanding, but... There was no—at least I never found an official way to read the manga, so I had to use these like scanlating sites, which added more time in between chapter uploads. Right. Okay. So it—it it was a—it was a—it was, was a bit of a mess. I'm hoping that there will just be an easier way to read the next one.
1: Yeah, it sure would be nice, Konami, if there was, huh? It's a way that, to, like, for like an English Yu-Gi-Oh! enjoyer to just get their monthly digest. But I mean, of, we don't
0: even get the like OCG Structures manga in any type of an easy way to read, which is strange because Shueisha, Viz, Shonen Jump, I mean, we have English versions. What's
1: bizarre to me, at least compared to the uh, OCG Structures thing, and even, this still really even applies to OCG Structures, but especially with like, the Sky Striker and this one, it's like, these like are product adjacent things like these promote yeah. like active products that you can buy and play in the tcg so i'm shocked that they just wouldn't put any like any resources into because i mean all you really i know i was gonna sound ignorant like all you need is this but i mean as far as i'm concerned like you just needed them to be translated and just pdfs i don't know i mean like I mean I know there's probably a little more to it than that.
0: But it's only a little bit But mean, only a little like a bit. Like it's so I not mean,
1: like so it, much manga is regularly just released and shown in right. jump itself. So
0: It might have something to do with like who consider who's the owner, who copyrights what. I I don't know. Look, guys, remember Konami is only in charge of the uh, the card game itself. Yeah.
1: So um Anyway, I will. I do want to follow that. I like all of my spellcaster archetypes. Spellcasters in general are like kind of my my thing in most mm. fantasy properties. So, okay, uh, that just
0: means you don't like to move.
1: I don't. I like to cast. Stand still and I cast.
0: Reference to black mages in Final Fantasy fourteen. Y'all know what y'all do. Yeah, or don't do. We don't move. We cast.
1: Uh, okay, so there's a couple of new card reveals, and actually the name of a new set revealed: um, Infinite Forbidden. That's the next main set, right? Yeah, it's the next main set. It's coming after uh, Legacy of Destruction. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really have any, like, reveals for it yet. We just have the name of it. What do you think of that name, Infinite Forbidden?
0: Uh, Sounds like nonsense. And there goes the main there camera. There goes okay, the main cool. camera. Well, well, yeah, we're, we're
1: locked in now. talking to you guys like this now. but um, The pot's here in case you don't get to see it uh, at any other point. The <laughs> camera
0: turns off like, where'd the pot go? <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
0: But, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying.
1: Just, um... Infinite Forbidden.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The name, it just sounds but. like nonsense. Um, infinite Forbidden is a strange combination of words, but maybe it actually means something. Maybe they're gonna retrain some banned cards. That that's always fun. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of interesting
1: because it's coming after Legacy of Destruction, which is a L- Light of Destruction like reimagining. Mm-hmm. But the set after Light of Destruction was um. Was the Duelist Genesis, which this definitely is not. This that is not the so Duelist this Genesis. is them like kind of changing over um, from that. So I'm not really sure what that's about. But I
0: want retrain's of forbidden cards. I don't know which ones, mind you, but I just want them.
1: Yeah. Well, anyways, a new card that just comes in Legacy of Destruction is this new quick play spell. A lot of people are talking about uh, that. Kind of has to do with like it's a board breaking card, and it also adds some lore to the. Was this the like Metaltron or Draco Slayer story? It's a,
0: comp, it's a, yeah, it connects uh, Dual Terminal and the True Draco story, which no one saw that coming.
1: Yeah, so this card is uh, called Metaltronios. <clears throat> it's a quick play spell. Um, you could target a face-up non-token monster that your opponent controls, and your opponent cannot activate the effects of the targeted monster in response to this card's activation. Mm-hmm. So, guess I can target like your Barone or something like that. Special summon one monster from your hand, deck, or extra deck that has two or more of the same uh, type, attribute, or attack as the target. But it's effects are negated, and also the targeted monster's effects are negated. If you special summon a monster with the same name as the target, then you can banish both monsters face down. Mm. Pretty crazy, pretty cool way of like dealing with, um, I guess, a threat card. It reminds you a little bit of Ultimate Slayer. Yeah. Um, a bit where he's like send the kind of card of the same type but this is it feels like ultimate slayer mixed a little bit with like cross out designator um, there's a lot of potential here
0: another one of those cards that kind of inform your deck building like style and process one mm-hmm. of those cards that if you don't like adjusting your main deck like for such cards you probably won't want to run it but in formats where deck lists are very, like, homogeneous, Yeah, like where really the useful. format's
1: predictable, I think that this would be a good one. Like, if everyone's kind of running the same thing, or you know what everyone's running, then this could be a really cool card. Um So, I like that. I think that's a pretty cool card. Um It seems to feature... I guess, Metatron 12
0: on here. Yeah.
1: And this ritual beast tamer. That's
0: the new version of Laura.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she's on here too.
0: Now I don't, I don't have all my lore down. That's Alex's wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. it does seem somehow Metatron's power is being used by Laura to do some ritual beast like things. It's just strange because up until this point, we didn't think there was any relation between these two archetypes.
1: Yeah, uh, so I guess they're just kind of connecting more and more of these. There is also um, a new spell that got revealed just yesterday, I believe. Um, I'm getting sick of all this. Yeah, it's another spell. It's called Blink Out. Yep. It's a quick play spell. Target a link monster on the field, return it to the extra deck, and then you can special summon one of the materials used for its link summon from your gy. This actually follows in the footsteps of... uh, Diffusion and oh. um, D-Synchro. So I'm guessing that they might actually like translate it to D-link or something. D-link or, or broken link. I don't know. So something. the artwork
0: feels uh, comp- completely unrelated, given that it features fallen of a gyros on it.
1: Yeah, it's got some of those fallen like the sprite adjacent stuff. Isn't that more so? Because oh, fallen well, of a gyros has like sprite blue and yeah, like fire sprite, the, and, and, and they're and,
0: using the armor of um. Is that Luebelian's armor on Fallen of a Gyros? I think. Oh, uh, looks that's like it. Is. Yeah,
1: I saw a post actually on Twitter. I can't find it now. I'm kind of upset that um, that like showed the four cards that are like all on it because mm-hmm. there's four different ones. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this is a quick play spell. I think there's a lot of potential for it, like in game, just in terms of like cool things that you can kind of do with this, taking right. a Link Monster and then like getting one of the materials back. Um, and it does not actually have a. Hard ones per turn. So that's kind of neat.
0: Yeah, but is that a card that you'd want to run in such multiples where you would resolve its effect more than once? That's hard. I mean, if you're
1: running this, my guess is that you probably are siding it in. So being able to have like three copies if you need to use it is useful. It probably wouldn't come up too much. But I thought that the design was really cool. It was kind of simple on the surface, mm-hmm. but there could be a lot to explore there. So um, calling me interested. And uh, as for other Yu-Gi-Oh things, that's just for those two new cards, wanted to talk about them. They seem exciting. Something else that I saw that I thought was pretty cool is that uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, or Konami EU, has been actually doing deck guides. Mm-hmm. So they've been having um, top-level players collaborate with them to create deck guides. I saw that they'd made one for Rika Sun Avalon, like, the other week. Oh, yikes. Which was... Uh, Kind of funny because, like, you know, it just kind of hit on the ban list, so they clearly recorded that, like, I guess a few weeks in advance. Probably had to go mm. through approvals. We know how the Konami approval of Tron is. You guys don't, but we do.
0: It's a machine.
1: Um, so no, they did that, way. and that was with, um, you know, like an actually established player who's, like, one with this deck, right? Jessica Robinson. And then also, I think recently they did one for the Fire King structure deck.
0: Oh, that's right, They had that's cool. Joshua
1: Schmidt do some sort of cool, like, Fire King combos,
0: Look at the EU being competitive. Yeah,
1: so in typical EU fashion, they're doing a lot better than Konami North America tends to do with these things. It's not
0: a competition, right? That's true. EU is a, is a subsidiary of Konami Digital, just like mm, everyone else. Yeah, that's right. They just managed to do everything a little better. If they're cooperating.
1: Yeah, they, they hold hands. Alec knows I have uh, I have stories to tell about that, but, but they're
0: not telling them right Have to now. wait
1: for another time. Um, yeah, but you know, Konami EU definitely seems to they they take the um they seem to really take the lead with like competitive coverage and like kind of content making really showing things that the average kind of core Yu Gi Oh TCG player. Would want to see.
0: I think they're really tapped in with their audience. Uh, They have a very close relationship with both the competitive players and their content creators Mm -hmm. and I think that helps inform their decisions on what the people want to see Mm -hmm. and who they want to see it from. It does sound like right EU leans very competitive TCG. Mm -hmm. I wonder if does that mean that they have less of a casual crowd or maybe the the casual crowd is quite large but they're not really targeting them as much.
1: Yeah, it seems that they have chosen to prioritize the competitive stuff with their coverage. And I think that that's not a bad decision to make, given that... Um,
0: I've never like, seen, like, more competitive players than, like, European players.
1: Yeah, I feel like the EU kind of feels like it's... The people who play there take it pretty pretty damn serious. Not to say the people in the in the United States don't, but I think that with Konami US, they... Because, like, I, I know I've been kind of going hard on them, so I'll give them... I'll cut them some slack here. Shoot them
0: some bail, Paul.
1: Yeah, um... Yu-Gi-Oh! and, like, the crowd for Yu-Gi-Oh! probably in North America is larger, I would assume, Mm -hmm. like, on average, like, larger events and stuff, and just the audience for buying products and all that, right? And so they probably feel like they are torn between who exactly to appeal to. Mm -hmm. Do you appeal to just your competitive heads? Do you appeal to your, like, casual Mm -hmm. nostalgia heads? Like, where where do you find that balance? Um, I've actually made videos about that, where, like, it's, I I do feel that Yu-Gi-Oh! has a
0: Like a bit of an audience.
1: Yeah, like an identity crisis, audience kind of problem. Um,
0: What do you think? I mean... No, I mean, I think you're 100% right. I mean, look who they work with. Us! (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, true. We're one of the more casual channels that you can follow in Yu-Gi-Oh! And, um... Like... It's not everyone's cup of tea. It is just not, especially in the West. But like when we go to these like events in Europe, or we went. Oh, actually, I say go to. Like we go in multiple. We've been to one. Yeah, We've been to, to one. We have. A, we are a sample size of one event. But I mean, it was a it was a largely competitive like audience, and it didn't feel like. There were there were a lot of casuals like where's our event? It, it felt like everyone was just ready to embrace yeah. competitive Yu Gi Oh. And
1: I, mean, I suppose like it's important to note that you'll never really hear like it, it's kind of there's like always that silent majority, vocal minority thing. Where I think that in the big scheme of things, the average person, like the average person on Earth, I mean, right? Like if they know about Yu Gi Oh, it's in a very casual, loose, cursory sense. However, the people that you will find most actively talking about like everything is going to be more competitive in I mean, nature.
0: That's a uh, a jet. Gent- that's like how pretty much every, every hobby and interest yeah, works.
1: Exactly, like you know, you've got kind of the world, then you've got the people who know about it, and you've got like the people who are really hardcore, and it's like it's a shrinking circle.
0: Like you know, when you, if you if you ask people about like uh, let's say basketball for instance, mm-hmm. and you ask them to name a basketball player, you're going to get a lot of people that say LeBron James. Why? Because uh that's probably it's like, the, household, the name. household name that you that you can like go to even if you don't follow basketball. And when you ask people about Yu-Gi-Oh!, the you know, if you ask them like, hey, name the Yu-Gi-Oh! monster, a few people can give you very specific answers. They can say, uh, oh, my favorite card was let's say Fallen of A Gyros. No one ever said that. But uh Alex or did. Fallen of Albaz. But um, a lot of people are just gonna say, "Oh, the blue, blue eyes, eyes white dragon, the blue eyes dragon Dark magician." Yeah, like that's it's just the how Charizard. it goes.
1: So I think, like for the EU, they if are... only it had a
0: price like a Charizard.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of those old ones do. Um, but I will say this: I think that the EU is. I respect their decision to pick uh, you know, that competitive audience and really like cater to them Mm -hmm. and do a good job of it because it's kind of better that than being the jack of all trades master of none that is kind of the more confused konami north america where they're sort of like you know dark magician blue eyes nostalgia haha but then like also you know
0: like they're, they're
1: they're kind of at an arm's length. From Check everything. out
0: this YCS coverage, and now let's look at uh, what's about, look at two fighting game players play play like you, like you know like first L.O.B. three format, format Yu-Gi-Oh. So
1: I see where the, the, it's like it's very identity crisisy. I for one can appreciate it all. I think it's all very cool, but I can see where a person might be a little like alienated by one like, or the other.
0: The more because you're into something, the less you want to consume its casual content,
1: that applies to a lot. That's that is true. Okay, well, anyways, I just wanted to kind of spotlight the EU deck guides. EU, as usual, doing a good job. Um, Konami and A can maybe take some notes.
0: Break out your notebooks, yo.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, just a question that I actually wanted to sort of ask or maybe we could go over is What you got? A bit of a year in review for um, 2023 Yu Gi Oh! Like, this was the 25th anniversary year. Yeah. So. Uh, we raised this question a lot when we sort of first started podcasting. Um, you know, how do you feel about the 25th anniversary year? Like, has it been... I know at the time that we were saying that, we weren't super taken with it. Some time has passed, and it's like some more of the products have come out. Like, the pot collection's been shipped now... We've seen, you know, the Platinum Dark Magician since then, which maybe makes it a little worse. We've seen, like, the, the Triple God card stuff, but we've also seen, like, Rarity Collection. Mm-hmm. And we've seen how the prices have shaken out on, like, QCRs. Um, So, there's been, like, ups and downs and stuff. What do you think of the 25th? Like, free ball? Free, uh, free the
0: balling. 25th anniversary was only a celebration to Konami and no one else.
1: Okay. How do you mean?
0: Uh, oh, as a player... I don't feel like I got any. I, I don't feel like I got much more out of Yu Gi Oh than I would have gotten the twenty fourth year or the twenty sixth year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like quarter centuries are just starlights with a new, with a new stamp on them. Yeah, uh, they in fact they put more of them in sets, so they don't even feel as special as starlights.
1: So you weren't big on the quarter centuries.
0: It's just they didn't feel they didn't feel as special as I think Konami wanted us to they it's kind of we wanted them to feel. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean, it is not like we fixed so many problems in Yu-Gi-Oh that it feels like, oh yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh's in you know, a major upswing right now. I mean, like our when you, you know we open a lot of packs and a lot of our products are still kind of wonky in the quality control department.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh this was the year of wonky reprints where we got it we got our tins that didn't have any anything or, anyone wanted. Not really, really many reprints anyone wanted. Yeah. Uh we where we were waiting on some choice reprints all year, just kind of just didn't happen. And, but then we got Rarity Collection all of a sudden, and it's like, hey, here's all the reprints, and it's like, it feels very like high highs and low lows this year. Yep, which is kind of how I already felt, felt about you. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: that's the thing. I uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. I don't think that the 25th anniversary was actually bad. I if you'd asked me six months ago, I'd be like, yeah, like it's kind of underwhelming. I don't really like it. I think I've just changed. to... It just feels like another year of Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, All the good and the bad feels
0: normal. Um, I think the only thing that felt maybe a little special was when I when we opened up the pot collection. Mm-hmm. Now it's like this is actually kind of fun. This feels like we love Yu Gi Oh. Mm-hmm. So starting from the top, uh, the 25th anniversary didn't even like start like at the
1: very beginning of 2023. No, kind of started not. in like mid February or something. <clears throat> uh, I know that that's maybe more of like a internal thing of how they kind of quarterly what how are they define what the 25th anniversary is so like technically the 25th anniversary year won't be done until like this upcoming march or something very actually, strange vaguely but yeah like they started putting the uh the sticker on all the sets and um that wasn't on Amazing defenders and it wasn't on photon hypernova i think right. the first product to have it was the trap trick structure i believe so um that was like a little bit Odd Trap um,
0: Trick structure was solid. It
1: was yeah, that was a good set, but it's just kinda interesting that, that didn't start. So I think that that was a little strange and also the QCRs did not start showing up in mainline sets until Duelist Nexus mm. in the fall, although they did show up in the legendary collection like products as promos. So that felt a little bit like funky, just that there wasn't like a consistent rollout per se. Um Thoughts on QCRs directly? You said that you're not super taken with them.
0: They just, to me, they didn't separate themselves from Starlights. They had, they had a little stamp on them, but.
1: I think that they did too many. Yeah. I think that, I don't have a problem with how they look. Like, that's fine. I, or rather, yeah, I don't have a problem with how they look. I don't love it. I don't hate it. They just, they're cool. It's whatever. If you like that kind of thing, it's great. Um, I'm, I can take them or leave them. I just think they did too many. I think there are a few that look pretty good, and I think that it makes sense to give some, like, retro cards the QCR treatment, Mm -hmm. and also some some new cards should have it, too. I think that with sets like, say, the Battles of Legend this year, it had, like, 20 or 30. Like, there was a lot in there, a lot of QCRs, and, like, we're talking, you know the sorts of cards. That one random snake thing that's worth, like, like, uh... you know, the QCR version is worth, like, three or four bucks like you know what I mean like
0: it cheapens the rarity out the gate and I don't know why we do especially since Yu-Gi-Oh has always been a game where our rarities are fa- or like baked in mm-hmm. baked in value You, a secret rare is only available as a secret rare you know so I don't understand why with our quarter century rare would we devalue it by putting it on so many different cards and in so many cards of differing quality
1: yeah, like I think it should have been a little more focused with what got the treatment. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because like I think Starlight's actually nailed that pretty well beforehand, with only having like four percent and then eventually five, but the four were always four new cards, four pretty high impact or popular cards from said set, and then the fifth one was like you know that's when they kind of started reprinting like hand traps or they would do like Black Rose Dragon and like, their Stardust. It always Dragon. felt
0: special when you pulled a Starlight. But quarter centuries, it felt like you were you were going, you were get definitely going to see some, and they were going to suck.
1: Yeah, like they could be good or truly awful. And I've pulled it's...
0: A f- I've, f- I've pulled a few quarter centuries this year. I think I am going to say I pulled three. Mm-hmm. Not one of them was good.
1: Yeah, I I've pulled a few. Uh, I think the best that I've pulled is, and yeah, no, actually, I pulled that Unchained. Or Larry pulled the Unchained thing while we were like opening. You pulled
0: Larry the. Whole... the ghost girl what is she hand trap ghost Graveyard. The haunted mansion that's the one
1: i that wasn't a qcr that i pulled that starlight light. never mind yeah, i pulled the starlight yep, of her known. last never year mind. yeah so so that was pretty uh so it was exciting but like yeah i think the qcr thing was all right it just i think they did too many and so you'll see some that have these price tags that are just way too low for what's supposed to kind of be the flashy rarity yeah um
0: I saw someone had the, uh, the tech genus, uh, level one fire monster, as a uh, quarter century. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's...
1: Mm. Okay, here's one. What did you think of the Bonds of Time and Unity, Magician? Thing, or have you forgotten about that already? Because I I didn't have. forget. I, okay. I knew. I didn't like them. Yeah, so the way that they were doing that, I know it was like... Th- it's going to be in each of the next like four sets. So starting with Duelist Nexus, it'll be in... I guess Phantom Nightmare and also Legacy of Destruction and it will just have a different background color. Yes. It will be a QCR and you can pull it and apparently it's you know a cool a big deal to have pulled all four.
0: It should have been only printed once. I I still feel that way about it. Printing it four times uh, it felt excessive.
1: I mean given that it's not even like a a playable card or really even like a It's not usable. It's not an iconic older card either. It's not like a
0: It's a unique design. Yeah.
1: You know what I think they should have done with QCRs, actually? 25 of them across the entire year. <clears throat> mm. Like, because, you know, there's, like, currently, like, I don't know, like, 60 or something, or 70 QCRs. That's too many. I think that they should have done 25 total. Like, so, basically, um, each mainline set gets, like, four. Because there's, like, four mm. mainline sets, so those so like are four of those. So that's 16 of them. And then the other nine just come, like, kind of across side sets where, like, there's, like, one here, one there, one there. And it adds up to 25. And maybe the 25th one could be uh, a sweepstakes or a, I don't know, you know, whatever you want to do, right? But I think that a total of 25 of them across the entire year would be very cool. So that way, if you have all 25 and they only get to really be, like, kind of iconic stuff or, like, big new releases or whatever, that would be neat as opposed to just, like, every set having, like, 25 per set and then, like side sets have them and there's like random promos in those tens and
0: oh them tens
1: yeah because like don't get me wrong i mean i I think it's cool to have like i guess them
0: as some of the ace monsters but i don't i
1: don't really want like a decode talker and quarters i mean i just
0: that the for the tens the quarter century promos there were just there was just too many of them Mm -hmm. and um because nobody wanted all of them well maybe someone did but a lot of a lot of people probably had only one of those monsters or maybe two that they wanted quarter century rares of. Mm-hmm. But you had well, how many was it? Was it
1: I mean it's like twelve uh, or sixteen that you could get. Something something, like that. something in that neighborhood. It's
0: hardly too many, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a lot. Um especially like given that like people wanted real promos from the tens again. Like yeah. we wanted our Nibiru kind of dark roller style promos, not like another reprint of like, you know, a, a Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon or something like that.
0: Which I know. come on, cannot we had we've had way too many printings of this card, man. Yeah,
1: like another decode. Wasn't card. good
0: when it was released.
1: <laughs> so, um, I know it kinda sounds like we're like doom and glooming. So what what are some things that we think that the twenty fifth did well? Um I think the pot collection was a highlight for me.
0: I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um I haven't gotten the Kaiba briefcase yet. I've ordered mine. They have well, not.
0: it could still come in time for the uh, end of the 25th yeah, anniversary. Get... Oh, okay, <laughs> that's
1: true. It'll probably get here, like, in February. I was just saying, say, like... what if it can come by the end of the year? No, you can still get that. you <laughs> here, yeah. like, tomorrow.
0: Um, I so liked... the,
1: I think those things were cool.
0: Yeah, the pot collection was cool. I liked rarity collection. There's yeah. uh, lots of good reprints. I just maybe think maybe those reprints could have been, like, Sprinkled out a bit better. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Whatever. It, it was solid. So yeah. Funny thing about Rarity Collection. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Did you? No. Have more. I was gonna say is, I think that Rarity Collection was so good that it actually invalidated the need for the Tins and Battles of Legend this year, and that is something that we brought up in our little product ranking video that I did on MSTTV's channel, mm-hmm. along with like Sam, Team Sam One, and like Ruxin. Is um, Rarity Collection was great and people loved it. But because of so many good reprints being in there, it felt like they kind of like excluded a lot of good reprints from the tins and Battles of Legend. Battles of Legend had like some neat ones. It had Zeus. It had IP Mascarina, which like those weren't in Battle earn Collection. But generally speaking, I think that combining all the reprint sets into like one might have been better than like having three that just over you know. It definitely felt like The
0: tins were a miss.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: but back to positive. Back things. to positive things. To yeah, positive yeah, that's right. We gotta be. We gotta be happy here. Um, you know, are you happy? We had yet? Age of Overlord. That's a good set.
1: Very good set. Yeah, SP Very Little Night set. probably card of the year.
0: Some yeah. people would say. Oh yeah, because it took about half a year's salary. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> positive, <laughs> Alec it is positive Weird. remember we had uh we had a few sets where the cards were worth nothing and that
1: okay <laughs> yeah we had to address that <laughs> I think that's actually a big topic of like uh yu-gi oh this year some people feel like it was like the doom and gloom period because a lot of shops were dropping it which is a sad mm-hmm. thing to hear on your 25th uh, your 25th birthday yeah you're off your parents health care it's mean, the equivalent of that
0: cuz a lot of a lot of these uh sets this year uh shops couldn't move them
1: yeah, I think that the main problem that came was, like, that later in the summer kind of period where it was just, like, product, 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 and they were all a little underwhelming, and, like, consecutively so. Yeah. So, like, it wouldn't have been... Because, like, Duelist Nexus was not great, but it turned out to not be awful either.
0: It took many months for it not to be awful. Yeah,
1: it just it took some time to come around. But, like, people didn't really like Soul Burning Volcano, Battles of Legend was underwhelming, and then you got, like, those tins right after. And it's kind of... It kind of got to a point where, you know products were just coming out and not being good. Even Wild Survivor is kind of a little before that where just, you have so many products sitting on the shelves collecting dust. And I think that that really raised that whole conversation around like, you know, how does Konami improve these sets? And I don't really know what the answer to it is. I know that they will be, I am assuming they're aware that like some shops made the public announcement to like drop Yu-Gi-Oh! I got a strike zone in. And that's like a really long time, big vendor that people know about and stuff. Um, so like what they choose to do, how they sort of choose to, you know, address that in products next year, I would be, I'm curious.
0: Yeah, it's weird to say it. I do have high hopes for the uh, 26th anniversary of your gear. I thought we learned a lot of tough lessons this year, and, um, the 26th anniversary, I think, will be really nice. One of my favorite things is we'll be taking that stamp off of everything. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm actually... So you don't like the stamp too much. Because it so. keeps
0: reminding me how...
1: Eh, this year maybe kind of Yeah, lost. it is.
0: I, I don't feel like I celebrated Yu-Gi-Oh this year. So take the stamp off.
1: I think that the one last thing I want to say is uh, Rush Duel came out in, like, Duel Links, and I think that was actually another highlight.
0: Yeah. That
1: was pretty positive. I know a lot of people really like Rush Duel's. I know a lot of people also would prefer that it be physical.
0: There And, and there is a mixed bag since there, there are um, Duel Links players who don't care for Rush Duel's in Duel's.
1: True. At least you're not forced to play it. You are not. So,
0: But you are forced to abide by the Duel Links um, product release schedule where now Rush Duel products have inserted themselves into that product release, which would not, which now increases the time in between you getting your regular had, Dual true, speed Duel uh, mm. products.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, I I, I think like if Rush Duel does well in Duel Links, it'd be cool to see them maybe consider doing like a physical release of it. Um is there anything else with the 25th anniversary that's, like, kind of been...
0: I mean, well, I can't hmm. say we've had a lot of, um like, new figures. We have figures that were announced in the last years that have been coming out this year, and we had new figures announced this year, but they won't come out probably until, like, next year, so...
1: Do you know what I think? This hmm. is more of a general thought on just these anniversaries and stuff. These companies, like, they really do love the word anniversary as a chance to kind of, like, see how high they can place... The price and like a nostalgia product because it's not just Yu Gi Oh! Like, yeah, people obviously did not like the Platinum Dark Magician. Tommy's still trying to get rid of that thing on social media now, like, they still are, and they're still trying to push those Egyptian gods. If you want to spend 400 bucks on those, I was informed that that apparently you can enter the BLS sweepstakes without buying them.
0: Oh, okay, cool,
1: but they don't make that like very well known. Yeah, they make like apparently there's like some fine print somewhere where it kind of you can enter it, but. This is the only way to, like, I guess, this is a way to, like, guarantee you that they get your entry. And don't lose it in the mail or, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lose it in the mail. Send a postcard in. A postcard, you say.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, but I, what I was going to say is, like, you know, Magic technically kind of did the same sort of fumble with, like, Magic 30. People did not like that. Nope. Thousand bucks. And fake black Otis's. Yeah. and Unplayable proxies. And then also, Pokemon did that $400 thing. We didn't really talk too much about that in oh, the yeah, podcast. Oh, that, yeah, that, that weirdly Classic expensive Plastic edition thing, or whatever yeah. it's called.
0: What the hell is that? Like A flex, I guess. You just kind of flex with your friends.
1: Yeah, where it was like you get like these three decks, like a Charizard, Venusaur, Blast, or like an old-style deck like with the old cards and their old power levels therefore not really playable in any way today. I mean, you know, you could play it in just with friends with just that and like kind of this plastic board that you take out or whatever. It right. was,
0: uh, I mean, it was supposed to be like a premium, like, Pokemon experience for the old head, but you know it still kind of misses the mark. Though I mean, on the bright side, the Pokemon community they kind of love um, just expensive.
1: They'll buy nostalgic things. Is this man four hundred dollars? Jesus, I mean, but Konami started four hundred for these that cards, cost so. way
0: more than that. So, well, yeah, but no, this
1: is an MSRP though, like as opposed to like a kind of perceived value thing.
0: So, I mean. So, I think some Pokemon purists won't, won't love that, but I think in Pokemon collection hype beast culture, it's fine.
1: Yeah, that's just another thing. That's yeah. true.
0: I don't think uh, Yu Gi Oh has as much of a hype beast culture to it yet, though. We did see they were marketing the gods with that the hype beast website and platform. So <laughs> maybe they're trying to grow that. You know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think like for Yu Gi Oh, um, what do we look for in twenty twenty four?
0: Uh, taking the stamp off the products.
1: So taking the stamp off the product, now Alec is
0: number one. Yeah,
1: that's like number one. Get rid of this ugly thing. Uh, but I
0: mean, there's things I like for as a fan of you, I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to see more of the uh Star lore story play out. I'm very interested in those cards. and I'm going to get more and more announcements. We're looking forward to that.
1: I'm looking forward to the OCG manga for um, Majestus. Mm-hmm. That's something I would like to to read.
0: I'm really interested in what structure decks get announced in the coming year. Because it feels like we've hit this uh, this kind of no man's land where we have like, there's no telling the next structure deck will be.
1: Is there something that you would like to see? There's
0: so much.
1: Would you want it to be like a character thing? Or no. Or a more thematic thing?
0: I don't want any more character structure decks. Oh, the, you don't? The, the okay. Jack one scarred
1: me. It's called Scar Red Archfiend. Um, Scar Red Dragon.
0: Paul's played against me with that deck a couple times now. And what I, would at you this like point, it I'm be, hurt. Is there like a
1: preference? Oh, you man. In mind? I
0: want them to retrain the old um, water, earth, and fire structures. Those well, old, they're gonna old about ones. going to leave out wind.
1: I always forget <laughs> it exists. I'm yeah, not no. going to lie to you. No, I forgot. I, I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think they actually should do that.
0: I, I, think like, I 100% really cool.
1: think that they should go through and like, do just the, the basic elemental ones. You could honestly, well, so they already did the Fire King deck, so it might be a bit soon to do another Fire deck, but I do think it would be cool to have each of the elemental ones. Or, like, even if you just, since Fire King's got one, maybe Atlanteans should get one, you know, kind of an Atlantean water, kind of, because they were, in in lore, they are kind of at at odds with each other.
0: And I also like the idea of seeing um, structure that takes on some of our kind of fallen uh, brethren of archetypes. I think a ghost trick structure deck would be really cool.
1: Oh, like around Halloween time mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I, I've always thought that would be some cool. some like
0: older fan thematic. favorite archetypes, repackage them together, get some, get get uh, that older the older cards together, add some new ones, give them that some shiny new piece of cardboard to make tie it all together. Yep. Kind of like what they did with uh, Ice Barriers.
1: Yes. Oh, that's something I'm looking forward to as well, is uh, seeing all those kind of new, the Genex and like Ice Barrier and, oh, yeah. and Infernoid. Those are going to be cool. A product that I'm looking forward to is uh, the two-player starter deck, actually.
0: I forgot about I it. it. I completely forgot. I didn't forget about it, yeah. but I am looking forward but to I, it.
1: But, now, but so when you mentioned structures, I was like, oh, I'm kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I'm interested in seeing, like, we haven't got like, any more word on what's in that. So maybe Konami will email us and be like, here, Team APS, you guys can be the first to preview it.
0: No, we don't want that. I mean, I don't think so. Because then they'll want us to do it their way. Oh, yeah, never mind. We should throw the rule book out and and just duel with it. Yeah, just duel and see how it goes. Yeah.
1: Can we predict the turn-by-turn structure that they have written out for us?
0: Can Konami make a better duel than us?
1: Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! is Konami intended. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's something that I'm kind of interested in because I, you know, I'm always big on this whole idea of like Yu Gi Oh is really missing like gateway products, like mm-hmm. onboarding stuff. And this is the so first. We have
0: plenty of gate guardian keeping.
1: Yeah, plenty of gatekeeping in this community, lots of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would like to see a. Like, what is Konami's version of a modern onboarding product and how mm-hmm. does that do? So. A lot to look forward to. A couple of other quick things I know. It's like Speed Duel gets a new box pretty soon. Uh, yep. so that's pretty cool.
0: I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. As you guys know, I actually keep uh, Speed Duel boxes in my bag with me whenever I go home. I will eventually get my old friends to pick up Yu-Gi-Oh again. As God I, is my I tried over the
1: holidays. It was a difficult time. Not because Yu-Gi-Oh sucks or anything. Just because you people know, are family's crazy. It. Yeah, people are oftentimes scared of it um yeah so we will definitely be getting our hands on that look forward to a video on it as well
0: um cool okay maybe maybe in 2024 maybe 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 we should actually just really tackle the physical speed dual format really just get into it you want to yeah like, like like play it study it Maybe compete in like a one
1: event. We go to a YCS. That'd be that's our only option. We can't really do it like here. I mean, because that is not a speedul scene here.
0: I will if you will. It could be fun. It could be fun. I will if you
1: will. You want to do it? You you guys heard it here. we'll 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 give it a shot. I have this thing where like if Alec challenges me to do something, I'll do it. I have to I have to get your seal of approval. (laughs) That's what I have to get. Yeah. Um, no, I would like to to try out Speed Duels. Um, more seriously, I mean, I asked people about it, and I got some interesting, like, insights into how, like, it's what people think of the format how it's played.
0: It doesn't get a lot of spotlight, and, um...
1: And I want to immerse myself in it so that I can maybe make a video that covers it, but not just from testimony, but also, like, hey, I yeah, practical played experience. it and got, Fair. you know, got through that. Okay, cool well that's all the Yu Gi Oh news there actually weren't really any other stories i wanted to kind of spend this episode just talking about a lot of Oh.
0: fair i mean this what a lot of like other things in life right now are doing their kind of yearly wrap-ups here in review but we were there for all that and we talked about a lot of it on the pod here so i mean i don't know just if so there's quick, too much more to say did
1: you have like a spotlight kind of in terms of like tech or media or just like stories and stuff like within 2023 like a a movie that came out that you really liked or like a manga or an anime that like kind of stood out to you. I know we've talked it's a lot hard about to pick Marvel. out just
0: one thing. Mhm. I mean I'm, so much happened this year. Um uh Cyberpunk Phantom mm-hmm. Liberty was uh, the greatest DLC of all time. Okay, maybe it's not the greatest DLC of all time. I've heard great things, But it turned the Cyberpunk uh Cyberpunk 20 uh up. 77. 77. Yeah. I got my I was getting my years mixed up. It turned Cyberpunk 2077 to the full game that we always wanted to be in the first place. So that was a really that was a high point for me this was year. Was that like
1: your gaming, like maybe your like game? It was my of, game yeah, of the year.
0: Top game. Did you mean? have like a runner up, a runner up game
1: or like anything, any other games that
0: uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I liked um Hogwarts Legacy, was definitely mine. Um
0: I, I've never played and I'm not familiar with it. no? Nope. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alec and I were both playing some Hogwarts Legacy all the time. No, I, I really liked Hogwarts Legacy. I need to get around to actually finishing the campaign. I was super duper into it I was exploring everything and doing everything, but like I didn't actually fully finish the campaign, so I'd like to get back into that here in the next hopefully like really soon. But um mm-hmm. I think Hogwarts Legacy was very good. And I enjoyed yeah. what I saw of Final Fantasy sixteen as well. That was mm-hmm. pretty that felt that felt fun. Heavy story for sure.
0: Oh, it's much more of a heavy uh, material. of uh, more serious dark fantasy uh, storyline. The um, what what else happened? What else did I like this year? Any anime um, in particular? There were some. Oh, as far as anime goes, uh, we saw the end of Mob Psycho this year. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that was. You that like was a that big ending? That, yes, I love Mob Psycho. That was a That was a great anime.
1: I think for anime, for me. Uh, um my hero uh season six was very i enjoyed that that's like my, my favorite anime so getting to watch season six was cool and getting an announcement for season seven um
0: oh the witch from mercury gundam the uh, witch from mercury
1: oh right yeah. that
0: wrapped up this year that was good
1: um yeah i also i mean i enjoyed uh a lot of just like kind of disparate little anime that were kind of airing lots of just seasonal stuff lots of seasonal things um, like everybody, you know, I, I enjoyed, you know, Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen just fine, but I'm, I, I, but I'll always be a sucker for like a good, just 12 episode romp. Yeah, You know, those are, those are kind of my jam. Um, movie wise. So, okay, here's something random. I recently saw The Boy and the Gray Heron. Oh, the Miyazaki The Miyazaki film. film. Okay. I saw that over the Christmas break, uh pretty cool immersive movie mm-hmm. i didn't fully understand what was going on <laughs> but it was like in a good way
0: i haven't seen that one but um it was that, so
1: beautifully animated that, that sounds like a review of miyazaki's film yeah they, was, they they animate like just every little part that you can think of like just all right okay alec, alec wakes up in the morning and wants to like go to brush his teeth uh, so you're gonna get like every just step of you know just your feet hitting the floor you getting out of the bed putting this this thing on taking like a sip of your tea and like you see like every drop just anima- it was very like that level of uh involved animation
0: not a detail lost
1: uh i know we talk about marvel a lot so i think the marvels was my favorite marvel movie and that's maybe saying that's something that's not saying much it's I not mean, saying much what was it compared to yeah i didn't like I mean, Loki season two was probably the best of the Disney Plus shows I saw this year. Because Secret yeah. Invasion sure wasn't. What were you comparing? Well what, what was Secret there Invasion? To? <laughs> like, it wasn't. We great. don't talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, any movies or shows? Uh, um.
0: Ever? So my the fa- my favorite two movies that I watched this year were um Godzilla minus zero and uh, the Marvels. It's not saying much. I didn't watch a lot of movies this year, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um. As far as um, like TV shows and streaming, I don't know. I feel like
1: what? One Piece was my favorite streaming show. Oh yeah, One live piece action was good. One Piece. Was so it was super surprisingly good. good. It was live rad. action One Piece was super yeah, good. That,
0: I think that'll take the win for me because this year I mostly just watched more of the, the normal stuff. I watch. I watch. A, I watch a lot of Power. I watch. Uh, you know, lots of long running streaming shows. So they're not really worth mentioning. They're just. They're just solid.
1: Cool. Any other spotlights or?
0: Uh, so uh Fortnite was fire this year. Sounds like it. Fortnite was fire. sounds like Fortnite got a lot of anyway. these things. It's lots of collabs, uh, lots of innovative uh, changes to their game. Lots, lots. Of, they they broke the game a little bit and they put it back together again. Then then they added a bunch of features. Uh, will they all be here next year? I'm pretty sure they won't, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: <It's> just to say? <saying.
0: laughs> Okay well cool I guess if you're ready Then we can uh, We're going to Empty the pot y'all Empty the pot
1: We're going to answer Every remaining question That we currently have And I'm pretty sure There's a lot in here
0: There's there's a a a good few There's a good few Just a
1: reminder guys You can always (laughs) submit More questions and topics For the pot of greed in, In our form. Yeah the Google form In the description I keep forgetting to add that To the show notes as well But it's always in the YouTube video description
0: All right, Take us away Alright, is there any censored card art that you like more than the original? Ooh. Hmm. I gotta... Oh, they're not gonna like me for this one.
1: A censored card art oh. that you like more than the original? They're gonna hate
0: me for this. Okay, what are they gonna... Y'all can you kill for? me in the comments later. They will. Dark Magician Girl. Hmm? Yeah, so I, I hate Dark Magician Girl. Oh, okay, why? But I actually like it censored art more. You like the airbrushed? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why? You wanna
1: know why? Why?
0: As a child... I mean, do we ever
1: know Dark Mission Girls' age? A child. Okay. I, okay, I, my mine's an actual, like, kind of not like a, a censored human thing. Uh, it's Ring of Destruction. I actually think that the, like, new Ring of Destruction that doesn't have, like, the grenades around the ring is actually, like, it always looked cooler to me.
0: But that, the, for me, Ring of Destruction is, a, like, classic Kazutaka Takahashi overkill. Mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's nonsense overkill like that's it's, it's kind of what it was supposed to be because uh, to me it's reminds it makes me think of uh what's the other ring that kind of No, no the uh, the one that has like a bomb on it like a stereotypical thing bomb i forget what it's called Oh, i don't remember Does it, he just has these like goofy things like that so yeah, to me it's kind of torture it.
1: device or just heavily violent imagery do you have like a card that um got like change change that you like better than the because there's you know there's like that one trap what is it called the one where it's like the it's like the girl and she's like looking like at the she's like looking at the frame and she looks scared and there's like a creepy guy in the background but it's like a completely different art than what it was a lost art oh Oh,
0: you're talking about tragedy
1: tragedy yeah like where it's just a totally different
0: art I don't know if Do I you ever, like having opinions on EMS? I don't know if I really looked at the uh, I never I don't know if I could ever compare tragedies to arts mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure about that I've actually I mean I've really, cause I have really because outside I like dark Mission girl on that one thing I've really not liked our brand of censorship and how we've changed artwork in the, in the TCG it's never felt warranted and I don't I oftentimes never feel like a card's better really. It's a tough one. It's okay, tough, here's tough one.
1: one. I kind of like barrel dragons, censored lasers. Like, they look cool. The I feel like we just of. got
0: used to it. I think it would have been better if it was a gun.
1: Yeah, it makes it look more futuristic compared to more just mechanical. I mean,
0: it's, a, it's supposed to be a gun dragon. Um, I think my thing with these
1: like, censored Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I don't like about them now is like, when they'll release a card and then, like, release the Lost Art, like, a month later, and it's like, what the freaking point?
0: Like, you know, like... Oh, like Mitsu,
1: the Mitsu, Ninja. yeah, like Mitsu, the Insect Ninja, right? Like, it came out, and then, like, they're like, okay, it's like a Lost Art, and, like, two, three months later, and...
0: It feels weird, just... because we got... Because Mitsu is also available as a Starlight, and it's like, okay, so if I have my Censored Starlight Mitsu's, then they have the uh, Lost Art Mitsu's. Now, granted, the difference in a Lost Art Mitsu and a, and a normal... A Censored Mitsu is not huge. Mm-hmm. It just it, feels just weird uh, to have those. To have two. them both
1: released so close together, and then it kind of makes it feel like okay, which one would you like? If you wanted like a max rarity ninja deck, I mean, I guess you just get the cute Q- Use the, the, the starlight last one or whatever. You just but put like them
0: somewhere else, I guess.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of weird.
0: All right. Well, my question: Should Konami
1: bring back tag duels? Should they implement any new rules um, or something to make it maybe yes. we'll modernize it all? So you say yes, but here's the thing: tag duels are official. They're on this website that you can find hidden between it like eight be layers of
0: revamped and made into a major event.
1: No, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I think tag duels Ooh. have hmm?
0: really tag duels could have their own format with their own products. That'll be the only way to b- keep it balanced and like proper. I would like I mean, to see them in the same vein as speed duels in a way. So I, while I don't
1: think that they'll probably ever be able to dedicate a product because it's probably so niche. Yeah, you have you have, to have like, a friend. You, ha- you have to have a friend. And, like you have yeah, to have two other people. Is hard to come and by. yeah, Yu Gi Oh, especially. Um, no, but I-, I think like tag duels are cool. I always liked playing them. Whenever like we played a few at locals like years back, I mm-hmm. remember. Um, and that was always pretty fun. I know some old like games would let you tag duel, and people had that in like w- Edio Pro or whatever. It's like a tag duel feature. Heck,
0: we've done tag duels on the channel.
1: Yeah, we've done some on the channel. We tried to do one recently. It didn't really go over well the filming and all that stuff. I but won. I won. I'll i actually upload that, uh, I think, just for people's enjoyment if they wanna <laughs> if you guys want to see an uh, unedited, hard to see cards. But um yeah, I would like to see them bring back Tag Duel. I, I don't know what new rules I would say should really be implemented. I mean I don't think that Tag Duels it's difficult like, because like the last time that I played Tag Duels was like in the middle of the Ex era. Like that was the last time the, I played uh, it in like a tournament The
0: Tag Duel rule set is fine. It's the damn cards. That are yeah, a it's just
1: yeah, it's the way that modern Yu-Gi-Oh's card design has like moved forward. I just, how do you find a you know, how do you not just like exploit things so heavily? Because like, there's got to be a little bit of exploitation in the sense that like you and your partner are like playing, so you should come up with some creative new things you can do, mm-hmm. right? Like I can use your monsters as Xyz material, Synchro material. But I think that when you add in like links into the equation, that feels like that could probably get a little overboard, and then.
0: A lot of our modern cards were not designed with multiplayer, like multiplayer, two people with multiplayer. But they were not designed for there to be more than two people playing at a time. Mm -hmm. And so their effects and the rulings for them would be very difficult. Yeah, post, there's
1: though. certain rulings I think would come up, and also like you really gotta like clamp down on those floodgates and stuff like that because it just feels like it'd be a little. All bit... All
0: four players flip their floodgates. No one can play a card.
1: <laughs> I actually think also like just negations in general, like those monsters that have those once per turn omni-negates, could technically be even more powerful in a like tag duel because like my barone... or it's not barone. live on my turn, yeah.
0: your turn, his turn, your turn. Right. Yeah, like
1: it's kind of live on all these turns. That could be a little bit like and th- and all quick effects I think could really come under that umbrella yeah. too where like a sprite elf let's just say um i know it's like currently banned in the tcg but like let's say it wasn't and you can just like get a summon every turn it'd be a little bit much
0: great but i would like
1: to see them come back as well um i'm always a fan of an alternative way to play yugioh i'll tell you that much because god knows modern Yu Oh can wear you down facts
0: Alright, so it says, what are your favorite retro archetypes that got new support? They said, mine is Toons. Well, because of very recent announcements, mine is Ancient Gear. Yeah, that's fair. I love the new Ancient Gear support. Not the old new Ancient Gear support. The new new Ancient Gear support. Why do you like it? Because it's Ancient Gear Golem support. And I like Ancient Gear Golem. I don't like Ancient Gears. I like Golem. But now that the support is all about using Golem and his retrains, I'm cool with that. I like that.
1: Hmm. So, mine's, like, I have, like, a very boring answer, but, like, a good reason for it, and then I have, like, a kind of more interesting one. The boring answer is Dark Magician. The reason I like it isn't because, like, I'm a huge Dark Magician fan or anything like that. It's because... It's because I actually think that... I'm a big fan of how they made Dark Magician's support feel like, in my mind, it works the way that I think Dark Magician would fight you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got, like his different components, like the the robe, the rod, stuff like that. Cards like Eternal Soul and Dark Magical Circle form like combination attacks, which kind of felt like Yu Gi was oftentimes having to use like combinations with the Dark Magician, Thousand Knives, Mystic Box. Yep. just like, sacky you know,
0: cards to pull them out of games Yeah,
1: <laughs> ass bowl cards. But um also I like the idea that it's all sort of a magic trick in that like if Eternal Soul gets destroyed, everything shatters. Like, suddenly everything kind of breaks, and the illusion breaks, so to speak. And so I always thought that, like, that felt sort of fun. Um, as for, like, one that's not just the super-duper boring thing, I have gained a bit of an appreciation for Gate Guardian's new line of support. Oh. After playing it a bit, I think it's, like... I don't think it's, like, amazing or great or anything, unless you're willing to, like, you know, sell out and run, like, cash diras and stuff in it. Hey! But, um... But it does work. The way Massadol that it works is cool.
0: At one now. Yeah, it's even worse.
1: So, you know, whatever. I, I think that the Gate Guardian thing was pretty cool. Uh, there's like one other. I feel like I'm forgetting. Guy of the Fierce Knight. I like to play Guy of the Fierce Knight. I think it's it, it's just a ghost second and try to kind of kill your opponent fast thing. But at Never least it, it can takes. sort of tangle a, a small bit. So cool. All right. Well, uh, here's my question. What is your preferred card rarity system in Yu-Gi-Oh! packs? So, card rarity system? Yeah, like I guess rarity distribution. Um, you know, we're always sort of talking about So if about you could how, just make up your own. Yeah, you could make up your own. Okay. Or if there's been one that's existed in the past. Like, you know how we, like in Slifer Slackers, we been doing these GX packs where they have like the... So they can come ulti but also come mm-hmm. rare. Like, you know, or back when ghosts existed. Do you have like a preferred thing for the past? I don't believe in past, ghosts. Or... <laughs> I guess you pulled one, that's why. Um or do you have like something that you would ideally like to see?
0: Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, it could be either or. I would like and why for Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. to have a more Pokem a Pokemon like a uh, rarity distribution system where um the foiling on the card does not denote uh its the pull rate of that card. Right. And that uh, it does not necessarily denote the power level of the card either. Okay. I know we're used to that in Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's how things have always been. But given just how expensive the game, the metagame has become in recent months, I won't say years. It feels like in months. It it's, be, it's been pretty expensive right now. Um, we could really use that, honestly. Just
1: allow I, a, a comment or a super to be like the good card. Yeah,
0: let our, let our, let the let the non-rare cards be strong just just so that players can play them. Yeah. Or at least maybe not common. Maybe just make them super. I don't know.
1: I'm in a similar boat. I'm I'm pretty aboard the train of do what you guys did in the GX era. Something can come multi and it can come rare. Yep. Divine Wrath can come multi and come rare. Or like Brain Control came like super and also came multi. Like <clears throat> I, I I'm really bored of this whole like this, the cards being too expensive to play thing. Like. I just want. I I I would rather complain about how busted or something some new card is. Ben SP Little Knight or something. I don't know. But we'll be saying that like next year. I promise. But I'd rather everyone be able to just play the cards, so that's not no longer like a barrier
0: to entry. And, and I, I think it's. I had a pretty rough take on that not long ago, but I've definitely come around now. That's why Paul's going to give away his SP Little Knights to a one lucky uh, viewer. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. What SP Little Knights?
0: One of your seven, huh?
1: Yeah, that's right. I'll go get them out of the closet. Um, yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I, I also really, really would love to see ultimate rares actually in mainline sets again. I, do I think miss that Ultis. they have they have a good place in OTS packs. Like, granted, like it's ulties are Ultis. They're always going to look nice, and I do mm-hmm. think it's cool they kind of have them within this more exclusive pack. But I think that just multi rarities in some way would be really cool. Something that can come super, and it can come secret, and like
0: I, I can see uh, Ghost make a resurgence. Maybe Ghost takes the place of what Ulti was, so we can leave Ulti in the OTS packs and put Ghosts in main sets. Or and ghosts, discontinue Ghosts from the
1: past because I hate that set. Or discontinue QCRs, which I am hoping that they will be doing. And honestly, Starlights and just replace them with Ghosts because I like Ghosts more. I don't want to
0: be that many ghosts.
1: No, I mean, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want as many. I want, I want So I want 1%. Like 1%, like how it's supposed to be, basically the cover card.
0: Right.
1: And um, with occasional exceptions. And, yeah, you can get rid of these, like, Starlights and QCRs. I don't. How the creator
0: there. intended. Yeah, so I think that would be very cool. Okay. Um, Gotta dig. As we empty out the pot, this one doesn't have a question.
1: There, there are several okay, questions, don't worry. <laughs> 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 okay, here we go. Alright, what you
0: got? I have. Are there TCG archetypes you don't want to buy slash play IRL but wait for in master duel? Mm.
1: Uh so many now. Like it's so it, it's dude, it's so much trouble to build a TCG deck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we finally actually had a, a good like kind of TCG duel recently. Yeah. Yeah, you were playing with like Snake Eye and I was using Dogmatica, it was fun. But, like, frankly, I don't think that... It's it's sometimes not worth it to me to build decks because I know that I will not, like, get the opportunity to play them often enough. Right. Because, like, certain decks you can't really even take to locals. They're not really, like... Not even good enough for that. good enough for that. Or, like, you could kind of go and have fun, but then also, even if you do, like, you'll only get, like, four rounds of playing with that deck in, like, a tournament setting, and then you have to wait till next week. And with Master Duel, I can just, like, build the shit and just play as much Glass as through the queue just all day long. Um, so for me, when new archetypes come out that I'm like vaguely interested in, I usually just say, I'll just wait till Master Duel. Like I was doing that with Versus for a while, like Vanquist Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually, I, I do have the cards in like the paper cards now, but for a while, I was just like, this is cool, I'll just wait for Master Duel. You ever
0: find that one common needed?
1: No, I still need to find that. Snow Devil. Yeah, I still need to dig that out.
0: Um, You? Uh... Not, not really. I like my. I want to have. If I like an archetype, I want it physically. But then I also want it in Mass Duel too. Mm-hmm. The only time where I'll truly consider like Mass Duel first is if it will be tr- a pain to get my hands on these physical cards, and that's usually if they're old.
1: Yeah, I also find Mass Duel can be a little bit. Uh, it's attractive to me because like I. Uh... Some decks are a little, not confusing to play, but, like, I like Master Duel allowing me to kind of automate the process a little tad bit. So, uh, that helps. Just it can show me all my options and hold my hand.
0: Like, I don't know if I'll ever play Pendulums in person ever again, but I I could do it in Master Duel. I just don't feel like getting all those URs I need.
1: Yeah, there's a few. Okay, well, um, which would you, if you get to remove one, hand traps or board breakers and why?
0: Only removing one. I don't so know if you, you get remove... to remove
1: like all the hand traps from the game, or all the like relevant ones. You know, imperm droll, yeah. ash, whatever, nibiru, or all the board or breakers. all the like board breakers. Your dark ruler no more. your lightning storms? Your evenleys? Your you know whatever else droplets.
0: Can I remove something else?
1: What do you get to remove?
0: All the extenders.
1: Believe it or not, that's actually that's like my my deep down answer is <laughs> I really do not okay. Yugi Boomer boomerang time. <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with combo decks per se, but I really do not like when I have stopped something mm-hmm. and then there's just an extender that just gets the whole thing going again. It's like, oh, lord. That's the one thing like I don't I don't, that always makes me kind of annoyed when I like play like just these master duel runs or like you stop one thing and they just had another thing to keep going and had another thing to keep going and but that that's a selfish opinion of mine. Hey, but this was a question
0: asking for your selfish opinion.
1: Well, actually, it was asking between these two things. Oh. Which we kind of left out. But why do you say extenders? Why do you... Hate them. Same em. reason.
0: Because, like, see, for me, hand traps and board breakers exist because of how oh, powerful combo decks are. Because extenders. I'd rather just hit extenders to hurt combo decks.
1: Yeah. If I had to pick between these two... um,
0: Hmm. hand Ooh. traps are board breakers I know which one I hit
1: which
0: one I hit board breakers, okay, you know why? car economy, I hate that see what hand traps typically you drop your one hand trap for a one to one interaction mm. and then like, sometimes
1: even a neck one,
0: yes, yeah, sometimes it's a straight egg one, and um the only time that wouldn't be the case is things like Nibiru. Which some might call it a board breaker, but not really. I get you, yeah. But most board breaking cards are board breakers because they give you a favorable trade and card advantage. One card for two, one card for three, sometimes one card for four. Yep. Can't stand that. I hate when I go first in a game, and I'll build a little bit of a board. It won't. I never build unbreakable boards when I play this kind of decks. But then my opponent like plays like two or three just big board breaking cards that just. They bait out my the and they chip apart my board, and now and then they play their starter for their combo, and I'm just like, yeah. Oh. So honestly,
1: I think between hand traps and board breakers, it seems like for the casual crowd, both are pretty hated. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate hand traps; they just don't like the idea because, like, so many like you know rogue tier five hundred decks, like one ash is it, right? right? They ask your starter and you lose. But then also, like, nothing's worse than your inconsistent tier 500 deck, like, finally getting to have a decent turn and you get hit with evenly. So, like, they can both really sap the fun out of things. Yeah. I think if I had to pick, though, I would probably get rid of board breakers, too, because cards that just kind of erase the board can feel more, like, rob you of the fun more so than a hand trap can. Not that hand traps don't, also. People are going to hear that and be like, oh my god, hand traps are annoying, too. They are. But I think that at least, like you said, they kind of tend to be, like, they, a one-for-one one exchange, maybe, or not Hand so. Hand traps
0: require, you know, they're a bit more nuanced than they're used. Hand traps aren't just a ubiquitous every situation. Mm-hmm. Board breakers kind of don't care.
1: I think that there are some good examples of each, though. Like, I think that the balance board breaker that everybody kind of points to is probably Dark Ruler No More. Just yeah. because it does not actually clear the board, it just, just turns, turns things off. off. And then also, you won't win that turn. Because you can't deal damage. Mm-hmm. So I think that Dark and No More strikes a pretty good balance compared Ooh, to I others. like
0: Droplets, too.
1: Droplets is a good one, too. Yeah, there's there's some real, like, flexibility there. But also, like, you have to lose a few cards to make mm-hmm. it worthwhile. So Droplets and No More are better than, like, I'd say, Evenly and Lightning Storm. Yeah. Which are a lot more just, like, boom, everything's hey, gone.
0: Match. I hate that card. I hate it so much.
1: So I would say probably board breakers before hand traps. They're both annoying in their ways, but to answer the question.
0: But hand traps have to be pretty specific to truly ruin you, or your deck is just very, very linear. Yeah. You never want to be that linear. I know I said I hate extenders, but you never want to be that linear where just one ash is all it takes.
1: Yeah. It's rough. Like, it's like all three kind of almost exist in a perpetuity thing where it's like... We can say we don't like extenders, but, like, also, you do need to have something because if Ash stops your whole game mm-hmm. plan, then, like, that sucks. So,
0: you do need some extenders. So, you do
1: need some extenders, but then also, like, too many, and it's just, like, God, the turn doesn't end, and it just feels like it's hopeless to even, like, try to stop some of these combo ex- and then even with board breakers, they can feel like they ripped the game out from under you, and mm-hmm. you had no chance to fight back. because, Oh, you can't respond to the super poly or whatever. So, so
0: in short, I think my answer is: while well, I'd rather hit extenders, if mm-hmm. I had to choose, I'd pick board breakers. I hear ya. Okay, I think there's a couple more, a couple more cards. think right, I pulled two. Oh, one does have a question. Okay. So I have how could how could Konami create a mulligan system to reduce bricking Ooh. but keep combo decks balanced? Woo! Oh, that's
1: a that's a See, heavy one.
0: All right, the rise though. This, this is this is funny. Tough. They're worried about combo decks being like out of control because you have a higher chances of seeing your optimal open, but control decks would be pretty sickening too. You're talking about like kind of like good trap, yeah, like trap stuff. heavy, yeah. just. I mean, any deck in Yu-Gi-Oh, if it gets more chances to get its opening hand, it's going to really have... You're going to have a rough...
1: See, that's what I was going to say, is I don't think that there's any situation where a Mulligan... I'm not saying a Mulligan can't take this in Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a bit extreme. Mm. But what I will say is that, like, so much in Yu-Gi-Oh gets determined by the first turn, no matter what style of deck it is. More than anything, it's, like, who gets to go first. But, like, where a combo deck getting to... Like, combo decks these days are usually pretty consistent. So a Mulligan even further increasing the chances that you don't break means like combo decks are just super strong. But then the same can be said of like a deck that's aiming to set five of the most obnoxious floodgates the, you'll um, ever deal with.
0: So it's like, I don't know. Is there like a, so I played a lot of card games with millions. Okay, you know I played many card games, so I'm pretty familiar with how mulligans work, and how uh, I have a good idea of how it would work in Yu-Gi-Oh, too. A mulligan right now is pretty useless in Yu-Gi-Oh, in general. Why? Because, like you said, our decks are consistent. Uh, in most games, you mulligan looking for your starter cards. In Yu-Gi-Oh, you probably just have them. Like it's very in a modern Yu-Gi-Oh deck, it's very unlikely that you will not see cards that get you to your starter. Now. Will You have the most optimal hand to do it, maybe not, but you probably do have a way to make a play. The word bricking in Yu Gi Oh! is used very we, loosely, yeah. I don't care for that one bit. B- okay, oh, sorry, go ahead. But I was gonna say, um, well, no, say your thing because I can. okay. So, my thing up. on
1: bricking is actually that Tombox has been. I see on Twitter, you talked about this a lot, you mentioned mm-hmm. videos sometimes. Bricking has taken on a different definition to a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! players these days. Where a lot of people see Bricking as, I did not get my optimal play. He defines it, and he's very clear on saying, Bricking is when you do not have a legal play. Like, Mm -hmm. you cannot play anything. Or, like, you you are literally just forced to, like, set a monster because, like, you can't do anything beyond that. Whereas some people see Bricking as just, I only get to go plus 7 instead of plus 9 with my... Or, combo, I can't or, play
0: through two hand traps. Yeah. I can play through one but I not two. One, if you drop the two, ash, so I, I bricked.
1: Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that that's not bricking. You did get like playable cards
0: and stuff. So anyway, that's just a- The um But how the mulligan would actually be used in a competitive way in Yu Gi Oh, side uh games two for side deck pieces. People oh yeah, okay. People would, people would be willing to mug, and then just to try and see those Ooh. cards they sided in for that nasty little matchup. Yeah, th-
1: that's really terrifying, actually. Like, getting a mug in game two and three. Mm. Because it's like, side deck cards, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! side decking has always been a pretty, I wouldn't say divisive thing, but it can certainly make a game feel heavily polarized. Because, like, if you side in the card that you need and, like, you see it at that time, it's just like, okay... Deck can't play. Like you were I shut mean, down. In so some many
0: way. of our floodgates have been limited. But in a, if we mulligan, I think people will be much more willing to run those little floodgates in their side. It's like, I get like two chances to see it. And on in, in, in some games, you can mulligan multiple times. And
1: Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh could not afford that. We
0: could do, I, I forget which game had the mulligan where you lose a card in your hand each mulligan.
1: Yeah. I forget what game it was. That might be the, the best you That gets. might be I the mean, best least we could do. Because you can still always get so much off, of, so much value off a single card. It's just, and like, would you do the selective you, mulligan thing where you get to pick what you mulligan back, or you get to mulligan your whole hand?
0: I guess, and then uh, I think you should
1: have to mulligan your whole I think hand. You'd have to mulligan your whole because hand. if you get to like pick what you put back,
0: p- and ugh. again, we can't. We, you know, I thought about it, the taking the card away thing doesn't work for Yu Gi Oh. Why two card combos? Yeah,
1: like it's Yu Gi Oh. I hate to say it. I just I don't actually think it can. I cannot think of a way that Mulligans would not just seem a little bit. I, I, I'm happy to hear what people have mm-hmm. on that on that front, but like I'm not going to lie, I just think that too much power lies in the hands of single cards in this game, and like in oh, the value of an opening hand.
0: I mean, I've seen because you know in YCS coverage, I've seen situations where it's game two, players open their hands, opens up. Three specific cards they sided in for the matchup, and then two engine pieces, and that's a fire hand, and they go on to steamroll the game. Mm-hmm. Because each of those non-engine pieces was exactly set up for this matchup, and they drew the only two cards they needed to make their deck start.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that example that everybody has with like mathmix and Master Duel, where it's like the Mathmec player who drew Maxi, Ash Blossom, Imperm, and Called By, and then the fifth card, Mathmex Circular. Yep. Where it's like, I have everything to stop you, every single attempt that you can make to stop me is, like, gone, and I draw the one single card that does an entire combo end zone. Because in Yu-Gi-Oh!, that's kind of the ideal thing, is, like, you draw the one thing you need, none of your bricks, and everything you need to stop your opponent, precisely in that, like, perfect yep. little ratio. So. Perfect hand. Alright, well, the final card... This one's an interesting one, and this is, uh, I had to actually pull up a separate website because this person included a link. Oh? So, should Konami in the U.S. and Europe, I suppose as well, create the Duelist Kingdom League system like they have in the OCG? Bet you didn't know about this.
0: I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know.
1: So, um, they have a something called the Duelist Kingdom in the OCG. It started in October, and the current mission period is running from October 1st to March 31st. Um, and The prize exchange period is April 1st, April 30th. So the way this works is it's kind of like a league system. We've talked about you know, yeah. the idea of card shops having league systems. Um, starting in October, various missions related to... Oh, by no, the side that I'm on is the um, OCG's site, and it's just translated to English. Starting in October, various missions related to the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game will be sent out. Sent out, you ask? Yeah, that's right. A Yu-Gi-Oh! Neuron on your phone. Oh, enjoy the 25th anniversary of the card game. Complete each mission and collect star chips. The acquired star chips can be exchanged for luxurious prizes after the mission ends. So, yeah, you receive um, missions on you. You know, link your Neuron account. Mm-hmm. Missions get sent out to everybody. When you complete those missions, you'll get a star chip. And then you can exchange your star chips at the end of the overall period to get things. Wouldn't that sound
0: fun? So these, these missions are like IRL things you would Real-life things that playing. you do
1: to, uh, at, like, your local card <coughs> shop. There might be a little bit more information here. There's actually a lot to see. Okay. So your Yu-Gi-Oh! Narrow will receive an invitation from Pegasus. So it's like a little letter. You Fire. open it up. You
0: know I got one of those tapes in the mouth.
1: Informing you of the start of the mission. Your invitation will come with two star chips. So you start off with two. Just like in the show. Um, you'll have to have Neuron installed by September thirtieth, and like link your Konami account and all that. Anyways, um, one prize is the Duelist Kingdom Limited Pack, so um, you can get an OCG Limited Pack or a Rush Duel Limited Pack. So you could like pick which one you want to get. Um, you'll also receive, and this is all like kind of roughly translated, by the way. So, yeah, you can receive a Spirit User Card with a new illustration, so like Asa and like the the Charmers. Oh, okay. The kind of Spirit Charmers. They have different. Um,
0: Different arts. Different,
1: like, arts in the pack. Um, there's also some Rushdool cards. There's a Searu. Um, and two other monsters that I am not familiar with. Pro- Progrider, Wansang, and Jundai of the Nether, which I think are probably Sounds translated... like Rushdool cards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you get starships for completing missions. You can exchange them later on. Um, you get a starship column that's added to your Neuron thing. And, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the missions are. I would like to see... Yeah. an example of what a mission is but my understanding is that you do more. have to do these at your local card shop and they do involve things like playing different decks and completing trades and just, just entering tournaments trades. interesting so
0: <laughs> it's like well i traded my card for five dollars does that count yeah it's interesting i wonder <laughs>
1: uh who like i'm guessing that like your local card shop is i guess able to like kind of approve a mission like, i, I say imagine it's done so. or whatever
0: so yeah, a system like that's really cool. A lot of card games nowadays, like, they're doing leagues. Leagues seem to be the move. Pokemon has their leagues. Arcana, and I know, has. has mm-hmm. leagues. Our locals did a Digimon league, and it was very popular. I think leagues are the move right now. In I think TCGs. it's a great way to
1: get people to, like, show up each week and stuff and kind mm-hmm. of feel engaged with every aspect of the game, not and just the one.
0: And the goal is no longer just to win, it's to complete the missions. Mm-hmm. So actually I have a, a small anecdote about that type of a gameplay loop and system. So you know I play a lot of Fortnite. I play with my brothers, I play with myself, and I play a lot of Fortnite. And it's kind of a, it can be kind of a boring game um, especially before the latest edition of all those new modes. Uh, it was just a battle royale. We, and it, You can only have, in my opinion, you can have so much fun playing a battle royale over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But Fortnite has, uh, or at least it had, all these like missions. You had your daily missions, your weekly missions and whatnot. And I found that I was able to play a lot more Fortnite, enjoy Fortnite a lot more, when I would literally just queue up games with the goal of just knocking out one, two, three, four missions. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I win. I don't care how far I go. And funnily enough, I win most of my games when I'm tunnel visioning trying to complete these specific things. Things like, eat four fruits. Uh, yeah. Fall from 20 meters. Drive a car up this far. Like,
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it also... There is this... Uh, try not to turn this into too much of a rant. But I will anyway. <laughs> um, I... I sometimes think and and this might be a result of my own overexposure to like online Yu-Gi-Oh discourse a bit, you know, being terminally online and such. Uh, I think that people forget that like Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of just supposed to be a hobby for fun. Right. And I know that fun is defined differently for different people, so everybody's kind of looking Yeah, victory might be your fun. Optimization might be your fun, right? The meta might be your fun. That's okay. But I do think sometimes people like miss out on the like just Hey, like the, one of these missions could be you have to play a deck with at least ten cards from X from the Mementos archetype in it, right? <clears throat> or like you know you have to play like a deck with like twenty win monsters this week, or just you know kind of different things like that. Where you these alternative goals, these alternative win cards, yeah. these alternative ways of interacting with other players and engaging with other people, for so many Yu-Gi-Oh players. It's, you know, just winning and optimizing is like, the only what was real your record? exposure. Yeah, what was your record? It's the only exposure that people will get to, to Yu-Gi-Oh! But I think that giving people different ways to enjoy the game, different mm-hmm. ways to interact with people, encouraging trades, creative deck building, alternate win cons, talking to the people at your shop, and kind of like, even like, and figuring out that you can relate more, you can relate just as much to the casual dark magician lover, anime lover, cosplay person, who just is, is like, playing some silly fun decks, whatever, as you can to your fellow competitive brethren. And, like, nothing is better or worse. It's just, we're all, like, playing Yu-Gi-Oh, We're all in this kind of niche game together. So I would like a a league system at shops that kind of promotes that.
0: Yeah, sounds fire to me.
1: Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, would they ever bring it over here?
0: I want to say Konami can like they, they, they have they, it OTS like, system. Like, yeah, as it's it is. not that it's impossible. It just it might be a matter of are they willing to like commit the resources and manpower and setting it, the setting the whole thing up. It's been done before, so mm. it could be done. Just
1: yeah, I feel day. like the blueprints there, and they've even got elements of it. Like they've got OTS packs that shops get, and they also have like lost art that you have to get in, like, an OTS shop. No, like oh, I've met many money.
0: a shop that has no idea how those are supposed to be disseminated.
1: Yeah, a lot of card shops will, like, have them, and they just literally forget to give them out. It's yep. not even that they're, like, hoarding them. They just they forget. Like, it's just... You have to ask,
0: so... Yeah. That's, that's how I get all my lost starts. Hey, do you guys have these? Like, and they're oh, like, oh, that's oh. what that's for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: then they'll give you one. So, I mean, you know...
0: But I would like
1: this. I hope that Konami will bring it. And one last thing too: the fact that it's a neuron is genius.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an app that most Yu-Gi-Oh! players, except for me, have to have. So, <laughs> yeah, the fact that we
1: finally have a Yu-Gi-Oh! app like that—I mean, I've been asking for that for years. I was like, hey, like have an app to find your locals and like hmm. submit your deck list and search for cards, new life points, whatever. So, um, yeah, it'd be cool. And, and the star chip system helps it add a little bit of add a little aura. anime
0: flair. A bit of flare to the if they if theaters. we brought that over, I'm buying a glove. Yeah. So, um, cool.
1: Yeah. That is all.
0: And with that, the pot is now empty. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It actually is no more. No more cards left. So we emptied the pot. We now. said we did what we had to do. Now in 2024, you guys gotta gotta fill this bad boy up again.
1: Yeah. So remember, you can submit any questions that you want. In our Google form down below, I'll try to, to add to the show notes. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this year, 2023 Yu-Gi-Oh! Pod of Greed. We appreciate all of your support. I know I did. This pod's my favorite part of the year. Yeah, it's been fun. I like, I've like. i been really looking forward to just doing this each week and talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I wanted to do a giveaway, but things are kind of crazy in the holidays, so I'll be postponing it a little bit, but hopefully more info on that soon.
0: We'll give you one of each of the quarter century rares from the tens.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know you guys would just be (laughs) chomping at the bit for such things, huh? Okay. Well, that's going to be it for the pot of greed and uh, all that for 2023. See you guys next year. Have a fun, happy, and safe holiday. Past turn. Past turn.